Hello, this is Christy Kendall with the Align Yourself to Success podcast. And around here, our passion and purpose is to empower entrepreneurs to extraordinary profit through highest level transformation. When you begin with your mind and alignment, you are limitless and you are powerful. Today we have with us Tina Brigley. She is an authentic leadership coach, and she's going to talk to us today about style flexing. And what is your personality <laughs> style? I love it. Hey, Christy, awesome. thanks for having me on. Yes. Share with us what this is that you do and how you incorporate it into leadership. Yeah, so, I mean, I've coached thousands of coaches around the world. It's what I did in my old business. And I realized that one thing was really kind of stood out between all of them. And it was the fact that they had this fixed mindset of who they were. And, you know, like, I can't reach out to people. I can't do this. That's not who I am. And I said, what if it's who you could be? And it was so foreign for them to have this concept of, what do you mean? I am who I am. This is who I, I will always be. And I said, but what if you could style flex? Like, what if you could lean into the other parts of yourself that are kind of dormant because life has happened and you've put on your brakes or put on your your walls or whatever what if you could just break them down and um and i realized i had been doing that i was very much a nurturer my whole entire life a people pleaser and when i started doing enrollment conversations or breakthrough conversations with people i realized i couldn't ask for money like i just wanted to love on people <laughs> and i realized growing a business that didn't that didn't work for me i was too nice and i was afraid of hurting people's feelings and it was really holding me back in not only my business but in my life by having this fixed way of this is the way that it is and this is who i am and it's not changing and so i started really helping people uncover like what is your operating system you know, not who you are, but how do you operate in life? And why are you that person? Like, what is, what are you protecting? And then when I help them see that really they're just unconsciously keeping themselves safe, then we practice flexing, style flexing. Yeah. I love it. So share with us your, you, I want to know about you. How did you get here doing this? What was your journey to your, what was your transformation? your journey through this. Yeah, so I was actually a special education teacher for 14 years. And um, Sunday nights, I had incredible anxiety about going back to work. You know, like I didn't want to go. And then Monday morning, I wished it was Friday. And then Friday, I couldn't wait until Saturday. And I just felt like I was wishing my life away. And, um, and then one day I was at my computer and I was doing a quiz. And, uh, you know, because that's what we do. We do these names tests all the time on Facebook when we want to learn something about ourselves. And so I'm doing this quiz. And then there came a pop up to become a health coach. And I thought, what the heck is a health coach? And I signed up for this webinar. And in this webinar, I just started being an observer of myself. I started noticing things about myself. And I thought, man, what if, what if I could actually be a coach? What would that be like? And I signed up for the program. And before I did, of course, I called all my friends and said, hey, I'm thinking about becoming a life coach. And they laughed at me. They're like, you, you can't even get your own life together. How are you gonna help somebody else? Because I was like really in a bad place. You know, I was trying to find my way, recently divorced. And um, I signed up for that program. I took the course. And then I invested in a coach myself. 
And she asked me this one question. She said, do you want to be a teacher or do you want to be a coach? And I thought, well, I went to school to be a teacher. I have a pension. I have benefits. I, I, I am a teacher. Like, that's it. This, this is my life path. There's no other way. And she said, but what if there is? And so I always had this dream of what it would be like to be a coach. And she started helping me expand my vision. What would I want? I said, well, I would love to take Fridays off <laughs> because as a teacher, you know, like you work Monday to Friday. And I said, I would love to go on vacations when it's not peak season, like, you know, anytime I want, I'd love to make my own hours. And then I just started thinking about all the possibilities. And she said, okay, great, choose. Just that simple, like choose. And I didn't actually see that I could choose my life and I could choose something different than what I thought I needed to do. And um, I thought she was crazy. <laughs> I thought, man, she really wants my money. Like, yeah. But really, um, after that conversation, I signed up for her program and six weeks later, I quit teaching and I never went back. Wow, that was a really fast, that was fast move for business. That was, yeah, bold, but also, um to have that kind of confidence in it. That, that's really great. Well, what happened was when I was finished the course and I started um, putting myself out there, people just started coming to me and asking me questions and getting curious. And what I didn't realize then that I know now is I was just sharing myself vulnerably. I was sharing my highs, my lows, my breakdowns, my breakthroughs. And people could really relate to my story. They could relate to me. And so they would reach out and say, like, how did you get here? What are you doing? And then I said, you know, this is what I did. And this is what I can help you to create. And um, so it got to the point where I was trying to juggle teaching and coaching and being a single mom. And so for me, it was just, what do I have to lose? You know, and I started reverse engineering. Okay, what do I make as a teacher? What would it take to make that money as a coach? And I started realizing, well, maybe that's like four clients a month. Like, is that possible? I think that's possible. And so for me, my brain, I had like a green light in all the systems of my brain, <laughs> the primitive, the, you know, and I was like, it's a go. Let's just go. Uh, and and it, it wasn't easy the last seven years. I mean, there was highs and lows, breakdowns, breakthroughs. Um, but I realized that the one thing that kept me going without quitting, like most people after five years, you know, they'll throw in the towel. It's that I was constantly shifting my ways of being. I was constantly shifting something inside of me to help me get to the next level. And I realized it wasn't the mechanisms. It was working on me. It was just uncovering the parts of me that weren't working, that were holding me back and having the courage to start shifting. And that was the game changer for me. Like it's not what's out there. It's not the mechanisms. It's not all these quick fix strategies. I tried them all, trust me people. Like if there was a solution, I was paying for it. I mean, I, I invested over $200,000 in the last seven years in finding solutions and coaching and training and personal development. Um, and then at the end of it, when I, you know, not the end, <laughs> I'm just starting, 
But there was this insight that I got. I'm not changing. People don't change. They shift. And it was that insight that had me see, oh my gosh, I'm chasing solutions when the solution's always been inside. I just had to get out of my way. Yes. And I love that you brought that up, that, that seeing those external results from the internal work. That's how I, I word that. And it's really easy in, you know, when you're focused on a goal to do the inner work. You know, you, you see, it seems to be more streamlined when you do that. Have you noticed that as a coach? When I, yeah. when I work with people that are more just focused on inner work, they don't have like their niche quite established yet. They're, you know, starting out um, the work, of course the work is deep and it's good, but when they attach that, I can get you this result to it. The work is so much more streamlined and simple and their processes. Um, it's like they amplify their process. Absolutely. Um, because, I mean, in any profession, in any job, in anything that we want to do, it takes an incredible amount of courage to get outside your comfort zone, whether it's asking for a promotion or getting to the next level in your job or creating clients or whatever we're doing in life. In order to get to any next level, it takes something over here with us. And, you know, um, I started this saying that I trained and developed thousands of coaches around the globe. Um, I had a really successful international coaching company. And in one conversation, it was like the rug was pulled from underneath me. My business partner said, it doesn't really work for us for you to be a co-founder. We want you to step down and take a client care role. And I thought, what? I put 60 hours a week. I put my family on hold. I put my life on hold. I, I did everything for this business to help it grow to this international success. And now, now you want me to walk away or step down and take a client care position. And in that moment, I realized that all my training, all my development um, was all coming to a head. I had to, I had to really either keep doing what I always did, be the people pleaser, take what life gives me and say, oh, well, that's just the way that it is. Or I could stand in my power and say, actually, no, I'm not stepping down. I'm stepping out and I'm going to recreate this on my own. People are like, oh, what do you mean? How, how did you just walk away? I feel like in that moment, even though I was making great money, everything was like I was in Forbes, USA Today, you know, on stages with people like Marissa Peer and um, Dan Priestley. Harville Hendricks, I, it seemed like I had everything, but the one thing I didn't have was my autonomy. I didn't have myself. I didn't have like belief. I, I, I kept wanting to do something bigger, do something better. And there was always somebody that says, nope, you can't do that. Nope, that's not gonna work. And I was just like, this is an opportunity. And in the moment, it felt like just a giant trigger, like screw you, I'm out of here. You know, that's my other thing. Like, you don't like it, I'm out of here. You know, and I remember when I walked away, I felt really empowered. And then the reality set in, you know, it, in that moment, it was a choice. You know, when you don't even think about the past, you don't think about the future. You just take right here, right now. What do I want in this moment? I, I really do think that that's a choice. A lot of times we make decisions, you know, and, and even the Latin word 
Decidre means to cut off, cut off possibility. We make decisions because we're like, oh, I'm going to lose the money and I just got divorced and I just bought a new house and I'm going to have to sell my car. And da, 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 da. No, I'm going to say, I'm going to stay because that's the safe thing. There was no decision in my mind. I didn't think one bit about the past or the future. I just thought, what is my choice right now? And don't worry about the rest. And my choice is I choose me, period. I choose me. The best things in life happen from those soul moments. I call them like those soul awakening moments when you just make that decision that's all or nothing. And the best things happen from those the, moments. And I'm not going to say that dis, that choice was easy after the fact, right? Because then I was like, what now? You know, those limiting beliefs come in again to hijack you that, you know, that person i say that we have this essence the real selves the higher self and then there's this scared little girl that's like you can't do this you you'll be all alone and people are going to leave you and you know i had to really do a lot of work to quiet her voice because she was so loud and i i remember just for six weeks i was crying almost daily paralyzed with fear and doubts and like man i trained thousands of coaches like why am i struggling like why can't i be better than this why and it was like because it was a trauma it was everything that i had worked for my whole identity because it had become my identity and i didn't see it but i was giving everything to try and prove something and my identity was being really confronted and so when I realized I was going down a rabbit hole and I couldn't pull myself out alone, it didn't matter how much training I had. You can't coach yourself. That's one thing I realized thousands of hours, hundreds of thousands of dollars of, you know, investments. You can't coach yourself because your brain is not wired to, to, to get outside your comfort zone. So I reached out to my coach and I said, I've been hiding. I'm afraid. And he's like, what are the beliefs? Who's going to trust me? I'm starting at the bottom again. And all of these beliefs were there. And he's like, okay, what else? It was like a 15 minute conversation. And uh, I was just dumping all of this stuff. And he's like, he asked this one question. He said, and who do you get to be right now? And I was like, oh, I get to be powerful. I get to be loving. I get to be courageous. And if you are willing to be loving and powerful and courageous, what would you be doing right now? I said, I'd get my ass back in the game. I said, I would do what I do best, coach people, transform lives, be a bold stand for transformation, period. That's what I would be doing. He's like, great, then go do it. And that little conversation just got me back um, and really present to yeah, I've worked my whole life to be this strong, resilient, loving, courageous, powerful woman. Um, I get to just be her. And that way of being, it was like an intention, guided my actions and created the results. And, um, you know, in nine months, I tripled what I was making with the other company that was a multi seven figure coaching business. Um, I'm not saying I make uh, multi seven figures in nine months. No, right. I'm no, not your personal take home. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, um, but what I'm saying is that I created what I set out to create because it was more important to me to make a difference than to stay stuck. Because I knew if I'm stuck, so is the world. Most people don't have thousands of hours of training and development. 
to know how to pull themselves out. Most people don't have the resiliency to bounce back from something like this. I get to show people that it doesn't matter what happens in life. You can be getting a divorce and you can be, you know, lose everything and you can have loss and you can have death and you can overcome and bounce back. It's possible, but it's going to take something to get to that place. <laughs> and sometimes you can't do it on your own. Yeah. One thing I'm really picking up is how powerful the questions that you got asked were. And I, I love questions. I love the power of curiosity and that's such a powerful tool in coaching for us coaches. Um, and the, you know, those questions that you had asked from your coaches and the way, even just hearing it from you, the way it sends our, my mind um, mm -hmm. down that Avenue and that path is so powerful. Um, yeah, yeah. I've been I mean, reading a lot of books on, on how to, be curious how to ask powerful questions. I mean, I have for years. I mean, it's something I've been obsessed with, but to be able to ask a powerful question, but also to be able to answer a powerful question. So many people, like you said, you've had hundreds of hours of, of inner work and training and mindset and all that stuff. But when people are first starting out, even just a, excuse me, a question like, you know, who are you? It's so difficult for so many people. So if if I was to choose something that people could walk away from, from our episode in this, is to ask yourself those powerful questions. If you need to rewind and write them down, the questions that you were asked, but also the questions you're asking, and sit with those questions and really let your mind go to that other side of where you began this whole conversation. But what if you could, or what if you were, or what if you did? Yeah that's going to be transformative just from those questions. Yeah, I think it's, you know, I, I ask people all the time when they're fearful or doubtful or, you know, they want to make a big jump. And I said, if there is no past and there is no future, if there's only right now, what would you choose right now? Just go. I do this. Great. That's the right answer. Go do it. But, but no, no, no. There is no buts. Because there is no past and there is no future. We're only promised right now, right now. But Tina, that's not responsible. And that's, it's like, okay, but who programmed that into our brain? Do you believe in yourself? Do you believe that you're capable of having and being and doing whatever you want? Yeah. Then if that's the that's the biggest thing, if you believe, then it's what is it a matter of making money, a matter of putting yourself out there? That's I mean, I don't want to say it's easy, <laughs> but I want people to see we get to stop dreaming and start being. And what I mean by that is we have all these dreams of what ifs, but what if the dreams could be reality and all that it takes is for you to be willing to believe that you can be the person to have your dreams come true. What if that's the only thing that's missing? Wouldn't it be worth exploring? You know, it's like people say to me, oh, I just want to release 20 pounds. Great. Why is that important to you? Because I want to feel great. I wanted this. I want, I'll be more confident. What can you feel great and be confident right now? Can you be her right now? Or do you need this? Because when you be confident, when you be this, that's easy. 
The rest is easy. It's just a mechanism. You take actions. But it's going to take that person believing that you're worthy, that you're deserving, that you get to be the best version of yourself and feel great, not for any external validation, but you get to be her right now. The other thing I want to bring up that I, I've heard you say several times in this conversation is it's not going to, it's not easy or it wasn't easy. And I want to address that because I hear so much in this world and in this industry on people's posts and their taglines and stuff. They always end it with ease, with ease, do this with ease, which is the short version of easy, right? But if it was easy, everybody would do it. And there's only... <laughs> There literally, there is less than 15% of the population of the world that makes over $150,000 a year. So <laughs> if it was easy, if you could do this with ease, then everybody would do it. And so if you can take that mindset that you're talking about, the listeners, take that mindset that you are talking about and erase the concept that it needs to be easy and instead take the beliefs that you're talking about here, you, Tina, are talking about, and instead say, I, I'm courageous, or I get to, or I can, instead of, I can do it with grace and ease. No, you can't. No, you can't. But you can create you know? grace and ease inside of your, your energy system by believing that you're courageous and taking on those beliefs that you get to and that you can. Yeah, you know, it's so funny because people will say to me all the time, oh, be careful with your language. What you put out there is what you get. If you say it's gonna, if, if, if you say it's hard, it's gonna be hard. And if you set, and sometimes it sets people up for this bull ass, you know, reality. Like, oh yeah, all I have to do is make it easy. And then when it feels hard, then they beat themselves up and they're like, oh, but, it's supposed to be easy and it feels hard, but I'm going to make myself wrong because it feels hard. And, and then they get stuck in their mind about making themselves wrong for the reality. It feels the way that it feels. It is the way that it is, you know, and um, and sometimes it feels like your heart is being ripped out of your chest. Sometimes it feels like there's a lump in your throat when you go to have a hard conversation or a challenging conversation. Sometimes it feels a certain way and that's okay. However it feels is however it feels, but your feelings are not you. You know, I'm not my feelings. <laughs> and um, and ugh, this is the, okay, I'm just gonna put this out there. This is the blessing and curse of personal development. There's all of these people that are out there with good intentions that have done literally Probably like you look at Joe Dispenza, his whole life is about like what we're talking about right now. He's been working the muscle his whole entire life. He has a PhD and whatever. And of course he's gonna tell us because he wants us to start living life like that. But in the beginning, just be where you are. You're not gonna be at that level because you haven't worked the muscle yet. And however it feels is how it feels. Now, however you wanna communicate that is how you communicate that. And let's not get stuck up in the woo-woo of like all of this nonsense, be real. That's my philosophy, it's my story, but I'm sticking to it. Just be real with however you're feeling, notice it, and then you can reframe it. Okay, if I were willing to believe that reaching out to this person right now could be easy, okay well then i'm going to get rid of the anxious feelings but just notice that you're having the experience it's not easy and then you can be like okay what if it were though 
but be with what's there actually don't pretend it's not because then it feels like uh, it comes across as inauthentic everybody tells me i should be this way or say this or think this and i'm not what's wrong with me nothing you're not broken there's nothing that needs to be fixed you get to just be with whatever comes up just notice just notice it and it's all good I'm so glad you brought that up. I, I talk about that all the time with you're going to feel this way. And so you can acknowledge it, right? Cause that's the first part of like releasing and stepping through it. So I feel anxious about doing this. I get to do it anyway. Yeah. Those <laughs> things, that kind of mindset. Right. And I, I hear it all the time and it's even in my copy for my sales page. Uh, and I, and you addressed it perfectly is my brain. I just had an ADHD moment. Sorry. <laughs> oh no, that's okay. Oh, the, the gaslighting ourselves in our business. So, okay, this feels gross and it's not easy, even though they said I can do this and it's going to be easy. And so something's wrong with me. I have a belief. I need to find the belief. I have a trauma. I need to deep dive into me. And so then there, now there's a whole spiral of trying to find what's wrong with you. Nothing's <laughs> wrong with you. Nothing is wrong with you. You just get to do it and you get to be uncomfortable and if you don't have a way to do it or you don't know how to do it, you get to you get to find a tool to help you. Yeah. Whether it's See, a strategy or a template or a coach or whatever that may have a process or a system for you to make it happen. You yeah, because we end up things out on your own. And I had a podcast with somebody the yeah. other day that says, Oh yes, you can. No, you can't. No, you, <laughs> you cannot live by yourself. And you can try, you can go watch all the YouTube videos on the planet earth, but you will never have the whole piece and the whole puzzle put together without help, without a team. Well, it's like the scenario, you know, if you want to be a doctor, you go to school and you learn and you study and you take tests and you, you know, and then you work your way up. and, And then when it comes to certain professions or especially in the coaching space, you know, people that want to be coaches and stuff, they think that they, they can just do this on their own by getting a whole bunch of free stuff. But can you imagine it's like a doctor that says, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to go take on some um, courses that are for free and uh, I'm just going to learn on my own and figure it out. And I'm going to work on people, you know, cause that's what we're doing. We're supporting people. Um, and I'm just going to like, I don't know, see if it works or not. (laughs) Wait a minute here. No, 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 it doesn't work that way. It's not just about growing a business. It's about, you know, people are coming to us with um, problems and they're looking for us to help them uncover and create solutions. And um, if we're not doing the work, personal and professional, it just doesn't work. Uh, and I don't know if your audience are, is like a lot of coaches or anything like that, but I want to, if there are a lot of coaches that are listening right now and you're not investing in yourself and you're not doing the inner work, you won't have a business, period. You will not have a business because the industry is shifting so rapidly and the people that are putting themselves out there, the people that are investing, the people that are hiring teams, the people that are believing in themselves, have faith in themselves, putting their butts on the line, they're the ones that are getting momentum. And if you're not doing that, you're not. And I know that there are people that are probably listening that have you know, maybe been coaching for a year or two years or three years and have had one or two clients. That's a hobby, that's not a business. 
And the only reason why it's a hobby and not a business is because you're too afraid to take your business, I want to say your butt, to the next level. And really, if you are a bold stand for transformation, this is my call to action. We need more people like you to rise. Be willing to rise. Be willing to put your butt on the line, take a risk, even if you have to take a loan. Like, I don't care what you have to do to find the right help. Get Invest in yourself so you can invest in the world, period. I am in love with this conversation. I made a post the other day that literally said the exact same thing you just said about the hobby. I got so much negative backlash. I had to erase and delete comments. But I stand so passionately with everything that you're saying because it is so accurate and so true. The coaching industry is looking to be a multi-billion dollar industry. That is a bit, like you said earlier, a curse and a blessing. The blessing of it is the opportunity presented to you. The curse of it is there's everybody else gets that opportunity too. And the mm. one who is going to take a stand, a bold stand for transformation, quote unquote, you are the ones who will rise above 100%. So do you have a hobby or are you going to rise above? Yeah. And you know, like I have this vision. Okay. This is my vision. I have a vision of living in a world where coaching, personal development, therapy, is as essential and normal as electricity and Wi-Fi. It's gonna be in every school, every hospital, every business, every family, every organization in the world. Because that's my vision, I cannot create that vision on my own. I need people like you and me. This isn't a competition. This is like, this is a collaboration. We get to co-create. We get to give up this us versus them mentality. We get to, stand together for what's possible in the world. And what I really believe is possible in the world is a transformed world with people that are self-aware, that are giving to others, that are loving, that are courageous, that are living the life of their dreams. I believe that's possible. I don't know how, I don't know, but I know that there are a lot of people just like me and just like you that believe in that vision. And um, it really saddens me when those people that I know have such a powerful message to give to the world and they're hiding because they're afraid of what people will think they're afraid of rocking the boat they're afraid of negative backlash listen there are people listening right now that are probably so triggered but my i'm like yes be triggered be because that means that there's something that is waking up inside of you. Listen to it. You can blame me and you can say all these things about me, but really maybe this is your wake up that you are playing a small game and you get to play a bigger game. You get to make money. You get to make impact. You get to make a real big difference in the world by working on who you get to be. And, and if you're triggered by that, great. People Don't. taking a bold stand for transformation are going to trigger you. <laughs> they are. Yes, yes, yes. Because it's not about me and it's not about you. And it's not about the people who are listening. It's not about us. It's about the difference we get to make. And the, the leaders are willing to say what other people want to say, but don't have the courage to say. Mm -hmm. And now if that's who you are, be willing to step outside your comfort zone. Be willing to share your message in a way that's going to deeply impact others. Don't be vanilla. Don't be vanilla. The world has a lot of vanilla. 
be willing to say if you want if you have a stand you know it's like um i was at a seminar one time and um somebody stood up and she was a health coach and she said <laughs> i'm not quoting her but it was something along the lines of you're fat because you don't love yourself and when you start loving yourself you'll release the weight now there were people that were literally peed right off but her message was just like, it's okay. That's where you are right now. It's not where you have to stay, but just be real with you, you know, and most people wouldn't be that bold because that would offend somebody. Be willing to offend because offending people wakes them up and they can disagree. Like I, I just gained 30 pounds and I was like, man, oh, but I, I looked within and I was like, yeah, I was lacking self-love. I did a lot of work to, you know, and I still have the 30 pounds to release, but now I have the love behind me that I don't need validation. I can just eat healthy and it's baby steps. And as I work on my self-love, everything else falls in place, but it was almost like her message was so confronting. It had me look within. What if we all did that? What if when somebody says something and we get really triggered, we say, okay, wait a minute. How did what they say, how is that gonna help me to grow? How can I be responsible right now? What's really there for me? What is underneath that? What's the, th I always say to people, what's the thing under the thing? Okay, you're upset. And I have a good, I have another question that you can add to that as your first question. What do I hear them saying versus what did they just say? <laughs> yes, I love that. Yeah, that, that post I told you about where I called everybody out for, freebie seeking without investing and running a business or a hobby. What I saw from those, a lot of those posts that I had to delete is that most people did not hear me. The ones that responded negatively, they did not hear what I said. They heard something else from their trigger. And I didn't take the time to address that, but I really noticed that. And so always ask yourself first, what did I hear? versus what was said or what was the mm. message I tell my daughter a lot she's very she's at an age where she's defensive and I always say just what am I saying justice what do you hear me saying what's the message versus what you're oh. hearing me say oh so that's a great yeah it, great it, you know question. <laughs> it's great it really is great because I know um like my, uh, my boyfriend sent me a podcast and it was with, um, Oh, what's her name? Is it Lisa? I want to say Lisa Williams from mind Valley. Is it Williams, Lisa? Um, anyways, I know her name's Lisa and I'm having a brain fart right now, but she was talking about her health journey and how she, you know, was overweight and she was like, you know, she would see pictures of herself and, and all of this stuff. Right. So he sent me this podcast and my first thought was, oh, geez, he wants me to look different or be different or it's like, hey, I found this podcast. I thought you would really resonate with it. That's what he said. But my story about it was, oh, he's like a god with a 32 inch waist, six one, perfect six pack abs. He wants me to be like him. And then I went down this rabbit hole of all the stories and how I'm not good enough. And then I was like, whoa, check yourself. This is your stuff. 
this isn't the truth. Um, but yeah, so I love that of just like, okay, what did he say? And what did I make that mean? What did I hear him say? Uh, and so we do this a lot. And it's because of our own insecurities. You know, if, if you made a post and said, stop doing a hot, like, you know, don't do a hobby, do a business. And instead of getting all this free stuff, invest in yourself. If somebody's getting triggered by that, usually it's because what you said is their truth. You know, it's like if somebody says, oh my gosh, Christy, you're so ugly. And you're like, oh my God, she can't keep it. Well, the only way that could make you feel a way is if you believed that what she was saying is true. If somebody said, you are so ugly, I'd be like, <laughs> okay, thank you. Like, I wouldn't believe it because I don't think it's true. You know, if somebody says, oh, people say to me, um, you know, because when you get to a certain level, you get some haters. And I had somebody say to me one time on my post, you're the most inauthentic person I've ever met. And um, people started defending me in the chat. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. I'm like, is that true? No. And I said, thank you so much for your opinion. You know, and I didn't make him wrong or anything. I said, what is it about me that gives you that experience? So I asked him the question, like being genuinely curious, what is it about me that gives you, because that is your experience. It's not the truth, but I really want to understand because I love feedback. I love when people give me negative feedback because I get to say, oh, okay, is, is this true? Is this something that I can work on? And maybe it is. Um, I happen to think that I'm not inauthentic, but then I did look for, okay, but where am I being inauthentic? Like, oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that too, <laughs> you know? Um, but it is, feedback is, is beautiful if we can take it. It is beautiful. And even something like that, because it does let us, there's so many parts of that you can analyze. How did I say it? How am I showing up? Did I ever, did I question myself today? Because that energy can come through and show through as inauthenticity. If you are questioning yourself and doing it, you know, doing it anyway. And I don't say not do it. If you're questioning yourself, completely do it. But also the other side of that is the, the defense, the people that are defending you in the group. I call that the shark attack. And I love those women, those women. And I see it all the time. I've had experience. I've coached for a long time. So there's always going to be something that pops up at some point in time where somebody doesn't like you or some somebody disagrees with you or somebody's, you know, taking what you said offensively. And, but I see it. I see those women shark attack. I call it the shark attack, but they're not, it's not like the mean girl thing or that, you know, energy of like mean girls protecting each other. It's genuine consciousness standing for the right thing. And it's really beautiful. And I see it a lot in the coaching now. It's like standing up for each other, women, empowering women, standing up for what's right. And it's beautiful. So I love that you brought that up too. So we could, we can talk about that because there, there's some sharks out there. <laughs> Don't fuck with us. <laughs> yeah. You know, the reasons, I mean, there's three reasons why people get really upset. One, they have an expectation. And usually it's not met or they think it should be a certain way or, you know, so that person that messaged you, it's like, okay, yeah, or sent the message. I have this expectation that you're going to play nice and be nice, you know, whatever the expectation is, 
Or another thing is like if people have an intention, like your intention was like, I want to call people forward. I want to call people to take action. And then it's like thwarted. Like somebody comes in and says, how dare you? Da, da, da. It's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. My intention was good. And then people can get upset. And the other thing is we withhold our communication. We, you know, we do this all the time in relationships. Your husband doesn't take out the garbage. Your story becomes, why doesn't he ever take out the garbage? Uh, all I ask him to do is take out the garbage. You don't say anything. And then something else happens happens and you don't say anything and then the next week he doesn't help you clear the table and you're like what the hell you don't clear the table it's like okay but why are you so upset we all have this experience it's oh because i've been withholding 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 and now i just blew and so it's like when we can see that i feel like it gives us an access to a power because people's upsets are their upsets and when you can see there's what, what box do they lie in? Like, what, which one is it? Did they have an expectation of me that I didn't meet? Did I thwart their intention? Did, are they withholding their communication? Now it just becomes that's a you issue, but I get to be the person you need me to be in order to like deal with this upset. And I think this is what we get to do as leaders, right? Like the shark attacks, they're great intentions. Like they, people want to know, like, I want to stick up for you. I want to defend you. Um, and I say like, thank you for doing that. And let's really make sure we don't set up mob mentality of like attacking somebody who has an opinion because then that sets up the, you know, us versus them. We see that all the time with race and gender and classes and you know like we want to get away from that we want to be united oh you're on i do and i love that you brought that up because there is there's two perspectives not two perspectives two approaches to that defending somebody are you defending with that mob mentality where we're attacking the other person or are you defending the concept and the message at hand and the person speaking it so somebody could understand it greater. So I do, yeah. I love that. Um, that's another question you can ask yourself. Am I defending out of trigger or am I defending because it's the right thing? And that'll help you make that, that clarity and that decision. But I do see the women, the conscious women, the transformational minded leaders in the world taking that approach. Like I'm going yeah. to do the right thing. Um, and as long as it comes from love, it doesn't matter what we say or we do. Mm -hmm. um, when we come from a place of love, like you matter and I matter too. Wow. Your opinion matters, my opinion matters too. You're a human and I validate you even though you, you disagree. But as long as our responses are coming from a place of love, that's like what a beautiful world we could live in where you can have an, a view or an opinion and I can have a view and opinion and I don't need to attack you because my view is not the same as yours and you don't have to attack me because my view is different than yours. It's like we just have a view and sometimes we can't see the other view. It's like you're looking right at your view and you're like, no, no, no but this is true. But you're looking over here and it's, but this is true. Okay, maybe this is true for you and this is true for me. And I don't need you to see my view and I don't need to see yours, but we can just agree that we have a difference of opinion and that is okay. Yes. You know, like that's so the peaceful will, world that I want to live in. So we will say 
as a closing statement, take a loving and bold stand for transformation. Heck yeah. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being on here. And we will leave your contact information in the description of this. And we need to do this again. So we'll definitely be having another conversation. Thank, thank you, Christy. You're welcome. And we will see you on the next one.